Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 151. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode. I'm so stoked that you're here. I have a great guest for you today, Lisa Simone Richards. She is talking about the ABCs of visibility, which are fantastic and totally relevant to all of the stuff we talk about, about social media and your business, because she helps people become more visible. And it's really important to be seen, right? So I'm really, really excited to share that conversation I have with her here in just a few minutes. But first, I just wanted to mention that yesterday was my birthday. And here's the funny thing about this is that I'm recording this before my birthday. (laughs) So, But my birthday is September 11th. Womp, womp, womp. Yes, that's my birthday. Um, And this year I'm turning 42 and I'm very excited about that actually. Um, I'll share with you later why I'm excited about that specific number. It's a little something I have planned to do uh, at the age of 42. But Yeah, I'm recording this before my birthday, but I know that it's coming out on September 12th, the day after my birthday here in just a few days. So I thought, I'm just going to mention it and say, happy birthday to me yesterday. I'm sure I had fun. (laughs) I'm sure I had fun. Um, I do know we have um, a dinner that we're going to go and do with some loved ones. So that is something I'm really looking forward to that hopefully went really well. Um, I'm sure it did. And I just want to remind you, celebrate yourself on your birthday, okay? Enough of this bullshit about, oh, once you get older, nobody cares, and I, I, I'm i just getting old, and all this old shit. Just stop it with that, all right? It's, it's just celebrate, right? If nothing else, it is an excuse to eat your favorite kind of food and watch your favorite television show or your favorite movie or go do your favorite activity and, and be a little selfish and make the day about you and just have a happy, positive day if you can, if you are if you are blessed enough to be in a position to be able to do that. Do it, right? Why not? I just, I love a celebration. I've always loved birthdays. Even when your birthday is 9-11, you still manage to find a way to have fun, right? You got to do it. So um, anyway, so I am thankful to be here with you. I'm thankful to be 42. Um, I am not old. Let's not call ourselves old. Uh, our, our our grandparents, you know, my, when my, my grandparents passed away when they were in their, you know, 80s, um, if they heard me say anything about being old at 42, they would laugh at my ass. So uh, I'm happy to be young and 42 and um, and healthy and um, very blessed here with you right now in every single week. I really, really appreciate it. So anyway, that's enough of that. Um, just remember, celebrate yourself when your birthday comes and celebrate yourself any other damn time you feel like it. <laughs> Life is worth celebrating. All right, coming up next is my chat with Lisa Simone Richards. Thank you. 
Today's guest is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentorship programs, she gives you the insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning your wheels on social media or wasting money on Facebook ads. On weekends, you can find her in the kitchen with her husband, petting all the dogs at the dog park, and watching way too much fashion styling videos on YouTube. And a fun fact. Okay, this is wild. Her husband had shrimp delivered to the altar during their wedding ceremony. So while he was saying his vows, she could eat. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Lisa Simone Richards. I absolutely love that you threw that in there. And I think he walked by my office as you said that. So he'll love that too. Um, I read that and I was like, that might be the most unique fun fact we've ever had from a guest. I'm a hungry person. So while he was chatting, I was eating. I appreciated it. Was it fried shrimp? Was it grilled shrimp? It was a shrimp cocktail. So it did have the red cocktail sauce there. And a little bit ended up on my lips. So as we're like doing our vows and stuff, my girlfriends in the row, like cueing me, like clean that up. So um, bless good girlfriends. And thank goodness none of it fell on the dress. I love that you were like, I'm just willing to risk it. I'm going to eat my shrimp cocktail. Hmm. That's amazing. I kind of wish I was there. I love shrimp cocktail. Um, <laughs> well, welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I told you before we started recording that I love this topic. I love what you do. I love visibility and I recognize how important it is, but I wanted you here because I really, really want to reiterate that with the, with the audience of how important it is. But before we get into the ABCs of visibility, just tell us about like what you do and how you got into this kind of work. Sure. So what I have been doing for 20 years now, my entire career is public relations slash PR. So really what that means is I help my clients get on other people's platforms to build their awareness, their buds and their credibility. Um, that could look like getting on television shows this morning. I was working on morning show pitches for a client uh, that could look like booking them on podcasts stages, uh, guest instructing in other people's masterminds, really helping them to build the relationships that's going to give them access to somebody else's audience. Because I'm a huge believer, somebody out there already already has a group of your ideal clients hanging out together, whether it's listening to a podcast like this one, or they're inside of a Facebook group, or they're attending an event. So all you need to do is figure out where's the right place for me to be seen, who do I need to know and how can I get access to that audience? So that's what I've been helping my clients do for the last 20 years. Um, I started off in fashion and beauty, hence why I watch too many fashion videos on YouTube. It's definitely the thing that probably drives my husband the most in our house. Um, and I did fashion and beauty for a few years. I did the Devil Wears Prada thing working at a magazine. I moved into working agency where I worked on some huge corporate clients, including Staples, Virgin Mobile, and Crayola. Um, I moved into the fitness sphere for a number of years, which was absolutely Absolutely fun. Ended up becoming a trainer and uh, boot camp instructor, and really was able to help that company grow from making four hundred thousand a year in revenue to over four million. So, and a lot of that was from the power of our CEO winning a ton of awards, whether they were fitness awards or business building awards, whether it was being the regularly featured guest expert on the morning shows across the country. Um, whatever it was, she was so front of mind for people, and we had built such a strong brand that no matter what we charged, no matter that we had a wait list. 
people wanted to come to our boot camp instead of anybody else's. So long story short, fast forward to now in 2022 as we're recording this, what I really saw was so many people were taking a chance on themselves and leaving corporate. And maybe they were opening a studio, maybe they were going into online coaching, but in any event, they were going into entrepreneurship and they were amazing at what they did, but you can't be the best kept secret. If you're amazing at what you do and no one knows about you, your business is going to flop fast forward to that ending. So I didn't want to see that for people. And I wanted to take the strategy that these huge multi-million dollar international corporations were using to get visibility and make them accessible to small business owners. That is so cool. That is so exciting. And I like everything you're saying, I'm going, yes, 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 yes. It's so, so true. And I think that, that it's so interesting that you say about like, like that business owner that, that the, the boot camp. you know, like she, she's over here. She, yes. Yeah. Okay. She, she's, she's over here showing up and like you said, and she's on television and she's getting awards and things like that. And it's like, you know, I think that you have to have be in the right mindset, right? Which is something we can probably dig into because I think that a lot of people will still have this mindset of like, well, I want to brag or I'm making my stuff all about me. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you want to tell people about your accomplishments. Like this is a good thing, right? But I don't know. To me, I think that it's like a cool like mindset shift people can make and realize that it's not bragging. It's just showing your qualifications, right? Showing that you're prepared and and well-equipped to do the job. And here's another shift that we can make. Like, as I was talking about, for example, of being on television, winning awards, being in magazines, being on um, in newspapers, it's not like an advertisement where she's like, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. It's these publications, these media, these television shows saying, hey, look at her, she's doing an awesome thing. So a lot of this is really the difference between saying, hey, look at me, I'm really good at what I do, you should hear about it, which is an advertisement. We know how to scroll past it. We know that we don't trust it because of course it's going to say it's great. But when a third party says they're amazing. That's a huge difference in how you receive that message and the level of trust that goes along with it. I'm always reminded of when I went to dinner, this was like, like literally like seven years ago, maybe even more than that. We went to dinner and at the end of dinner, you know, we touched up our lip gloss. So everyone brings out their lip glosses. And it turns out, I think four out of five of us or however many there were, 95% of us whipped out the lip gloss from fresh. Do you remember their fresh uh, sugar lip balms? Yeah. Okay, so we four out of five of us had that. And girlfriend number five was like, so what's the deal with that? Like, did you coordinate that? Like, because she was, she knows us, she trusts us. And all of us like it. It wasn't the same as seeing an ad in a magazine or a billboard saying, hey, buy this lip gloss. But the fact that four of her friends had it was an endorsement and she ended up getting one. Not because she's a dumb sheep, but simply because the fact that all of us used it gave a level of trust to her. And yeah, she did want to have that little in with it as well. So there's a power to somebody else saying how great you are. Right. Right. Oh, I love that so much. It's so, so true. I'm so glad you said that. You said, that's a good example, actually. Um, okay, cool. Okay. Well then let's, let's just dive in. So, but I do have a question for you to start with, if you don't mind, before you tell me Please. what the ABCs of visibility are, I feel like also something that the certain, uh, perspective people might have is that when they think of PR and public relations, they might think, oh, well, that's for this kind of person. That's for a celebrity. That's for someone that's wealthy. That's for a hotshot CEO that makes a million dollars a year or whatever, right? And I know that that's not the case. And you obviously know that's not the case. Can you explain why it's not just for that certain kind of person that they might think? 
Yeah, there's absolutely this myth around the industry of PR that you need to be hiring an agency and they're going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars a month, like the one that I used to work at, um, that you have to be a huge name, like some of the clients that I've worked with. But the truth is, you know, when it comes to communications, there are so many angles under the communications umbrella. There's crisis communications, there's reputation management, there's PR and visibility from a media relations standpoint. So there are a lot of aspects of communications and really a lot of what I talk about is that media relations perspective. And funny enough, when I started my business back in 2016, I remember doing my first launch. And I remember I was like, super excited. I'd given away my entire paycheck or no, my paycheck was a tax return that I gave to a marketing and branding specialist. She did my website, my modules, it all looked great. And I, I sat at the computer waiting to see all the sales come in and crickets, not a single sale. I'm freaking out. We got rent coming up. How are we going to pay that? And what I realized, which was very funny for a publicist, is I didn't do the work to make sure that I got in front of buyers. I thought if I post it, they will come. And my friends liked it. My family liked it. And they gave me some thumbs up on social media but they weren't the people who were actually going to buy the thing that I was putting out. So I had to really rethink, oh, what I do for my clients is what I actually need to do for myself. I need to make sure that people actually know that I exist, make sure that I'm positioning my message in a way that they see me as solving the problem that they have, because no one's buying a course just because I launched it. People are paying you to create a solution for them and solve their problem. So when I started doing that for myself, hey, guess what changed within a year? <laughs> Selling out. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Isn't that, isn't that a thing? Like, I know everybody listening can relate to that. Like, no matter what they're working in, like, sometimes you can serve others better than you end up serving yourself. And it's like, wait a minute, I should, I should help myself just as much as I help my clients. I actually completely um, understand that. And I used to do the same exact thing. Um, Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about the ABCs of visibility. First, just tell me, what are the ABCs of visibility? Is this like, a few steps somebody should follow? Are there a few core things? How does it work? So the ABCs of visibility are entirely rooted in intention because it's all well and good to say you want visibility and publicity, but what is the point? What is the purpose? Because I don't want anyone to walk away from this saying, oh, it didn't work. So I'm a big believer in reverse engineering goals. What's the outcome that we want to have from this visibility? And that's going to influence what kind of visibility makes sense. So I'll walk you through some stories as we go through this. Um, But yeah, this is all about the intentionality, whether it's maybe you're working on building your brand awareness, maybe you're working on establishing yourself as a thought leader. That's going to mean a different platform and a different message. So why don't we dial it back and break down the ABCs and then the listeners can decide, okay, I fall into A, B, or C category and see for themselves. Perfect. Okay. And I got my pen. I'm taking notes. (laughs) Okay, cool. So when we're starting off with the A in the ABCs of visibility, this stands for awareness. This is when you want to get in front of prospective clients, the people who are going to hire you. This is going to be a different type of audience, a different type of message. So we were talking earlier about how I worked in fitness for a number of years. And I I do end up working with a number of trainers and studios owners just because of the work that I've done in the past and the, the results I've created for those clients. Something that I hear so often, especially from studio owners, you know, people who've been like doing the gym life for years and decades, they'll come to me and say, Lisa, I would love to be featured in strong oxygen, like muscle and fitness. And I'm looking to work with women who are going to the gym for the first time. And that's why I have to say to them, hey, guess what they're not reading? Bodybuilding magazines. The woman who's going to the gym for the first time is maybe reading something like Shelf. 
something like shape, something like cosmos, something a little more general, something a little more accessible, but they don't care about the details of growing adultoids. So we have to tailor a message that's going to cater to that person who's going to the gym for the first time and not something on, you know, the details of building your your shoulder head or something like that. So it's really number one, are you trying to get, Are if you're trying to build awareness, that A and the ABCs, you're trying to get in front of your ideal client. So this isn't about getting where you maybe like to read and consume information from, it's where they like to get their information from. Got it. Okay. Trying to get in front of the ideal client awareness. Perfect. And if someone's struggling with, okay, well, I don't know where that is. Think about your favorite client that you've worked with or somebody that you know would be a great client for you and check in with them. Hey, when you're looking for information on your subject matter of expertise, where do you go for that? Ask them what podcasts they're listening to, what websites they're landing on, what television shows they're watching, which influencers they're following. That's going to help you understand, okay, now if I get featured in those places, I'll be able to attract more clients like that. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, you've made me realize that I should go on more podcasts. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And even from a podcast perspective, because I love telling stories with examples that are helpful. I remember well over a year ago, I was on a call with somebody who is a copywriter. So she works mainly with entrepreneurs who are just getting started launching their first product, writing a sales page, getting that email sequence done. And she was sharing with me, Lisa, I would love to be featured on, and I'm making up the name of this podcast. I don't remember it, but let's say I would love to be featured on um, the copy chat. That's actually Marissa's summit, but I'm just going to steal the name. We're going to pretend that the copy chat is a coffee podcast. She's like all the gurus, the people whose courses I've bought, whose conferences I've attended, they've all been on this show and I would love to be featured there. And I was like, Hey, you know what people who are launching their first course are not listening to podcasts that are all about copy. They're listening to more general online business shows. So that was another good example of think about where your client's paying attention, because based on the result that you want to create, it's going to impact where you want to be seen. If she had a different goal, I might point her totally towards a copy chat, but based on her intention, that wasn't the thing that was going to make sense. Right. I love that you said earlier that it may not be the thing that you go to as the expert, like you said, like the bodybuilding magazine, but it's where your ideal client goes. It's a distinct difference between those two things in most cases. So thank you for clarifying that. Okay. For sure. If right. that, I just want to even close that up with saying, you know, if that studio owner got featured in a fitness building magazine and they would likely not get clients and say the visibility didn't work. If that copywriter got on the copy chat, they'd say, well, that was great, but I didn't get new clients. And they would say that it didn't work, but right. it's because you went with the wrong strategy that you didn't get the right results. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Got it. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. okay. We've got a We've got A, let's move on to B. B stands for buzz. And I always liken this to when a movie comes out. So I'm not a huge movie person. The last one that I saw was the Batman with Robert Pattinson, which was actually quite good. My husband and I went on a Batman fender of all the movies. <laughs> and when the movie came out, it's not like, you know, you just heard about it once. The actors were in new relationships. They were breaking up. They were on Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood. They were in magazines. They were all over the place. Like the announcement that this movie was coming out was beating me over the head. So it hit me so many times. And eventually when I was like, oh, you know, why don't we go see the Batman movie? Because I heard about it over and over and over again. I think years ago, um, many of us are familiar with an adage that said it takes seven touch points to have a consumer take action. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're up to like 17 it's, plus. Yeah, now. it's it's higher. <laughs> 
So you can't just say once, hey, doors are open to my program. They need to hear your name all over the place and build that familiarity to the point that they're like, oh, I keep hearing Brittany's name everywhere. Like, what? who is this person? What is she doing? So that's building buzz for yourself. And my favorite client to talk about when it comes to creating buzz is uh, a woman named Nora Deborah, who's a fertility coach that I worked with years ago. So she works with women who want to get pregnant. So she took her for our methodology of how to eat to get pregnant. Um, well, the details of what the four hour methodology isn't important, but she talked about that on every single fertility podcast that she could find. And she used the same message every time. She wasn't coming up with new messaging for all of the shows. So she did something like 20 fertility shows talking about the same message over and over again. And guess what happened to her calendar? It was getting booked with sales calls from qualified leads. They'd heard so many podcasts because we, we, it's intentionally created a buzz for them to all come out around the same time. So every week, you know, typically here's a fun fact for the listeners, and maybe you'll see yourself in this. A person who listens to one podcast on average has eight shows that they're listening to. So someone who wants to get pregnant is probably listening to more than one show about fertility and they're seeing Nora's name over and over and hearing her philosophy. And by the time this person's like, I heard this woman's name so many times, she has a solution to the problem that I have. When they book a call on her calendar, they're repeating her for our methodology to her because right. they've heard it so many times. Now, how much easier a sale is that than having to convince someone versus someone who's coming to you already enrolled? Oh, amazing. Right. It just, it just recently happened as a, well, as what we're recording this in summer of 2022, I'm a big follower of Ed Milet and mm -hmm. that happened with him, with his book came out and he was on other shows that I listened to. So it's like, okay, I'm hearing this a lot. So yeah, you're, you're right. That's, um, that's so important. Okay, cool. Buzz. So okay. we've got A, which is awareness, B, which stands for buzz and funny. I have a massive fear of bees and there's one outside my window right now. So of course we're talking about buzz when there's one outside <laughs> the window. There's a screen. It can't get in. <laughs> You're it's okay. I understand. I, I don't, I don't, when, when we, like if a wasp comes and people say, you're just supposed to sit still and stay calm. I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm running. <laughs> oh, I was at a restaurant on Friday on the patio and I was like dancing around like weird. My pregnant friend had to calm the situation down. Like it's not pretty, but um, I digress. It just came to reinforce the B for buzz. I love that. Amazing. Okay, cool. All right. Let's see. So finally, we have C, and this stands for credibility. This is when you're looking to establish yourself as a thought leader. You're building your expert status. This is the stage where now you know those people whose courses you've bought and whose conferences you've attended. You want them to know who you are. You want to be in the room with them. So this is when you're looking to more of those like advanced and trade publications to have your name associated with theirs and show up in those places. So like I was saying, you know, bringing it back to those fitness, those studio owners or bringing it back to that copywriter who I mentioned earlier, this is when getting featured in muscle and fitness and bodybuilding makes sense for that studio owner, because now you can have those logos on your website and someone doesn't need to read the article. They can just see, oh, they have been featured in these places from as seen on logos. I trust them. There's an automatic click and conversion that happens in the head versus Joe Blow coach who they've never heard of before for that copywriter um, to be say that she's been featured on the copy chat or she's shared stages with these other like huge names in copywriting to be in their presence. That's going to elevate her own authority. So this isn't necessarily the strategy that you're using for client acquisition. This is what you're doing to build your name and establish your brand. Okay, cool. Credibility. Establishing yourself as a thought leader. Okay. 
Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun and the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. Now, do you feel like, I mean, I know everybody's going to be a little bit different depending on their situation, but do you feel like these are all basically, is there like an order? Is there, (laughs) how do you, you know what I mean? Like, how do you get to that point? Like, where do I start? Is it just like you said, setting your intention, knowing what is your goal? And then you choose which one's appropriate for you at the time. Yeah. I'm not a person who's big on cookie cutter strategies. Everyone is focused on different things. So it depends on your stage of business and what you're focused on. If you're in a stage where you are looking to hustle and get some money in the door and attract some clients, awareness is the thing you need to be on. If you are established and, you know, typically probably you're not going to be brand new if you're focusing on the credibility. You've been doing this for a while. You probably have some clients already and your, your business is established and now you just want to grow and you want to scale. That's when credibility can come more in play. Typically what I hear from people when I'm doing this as a live training, most people tend to fall into awareness, a number fall into awareness and credibility, and buzz tends to be a little more specific for when you know you have something coming down the pipes and you're like, okay, I know I have a book coming out. I know I have a course launching. I'm going to focus and make sure for four to six weeks before that launch, I'm getting featured everywhere. So by the time the launch happens, I have as many people in front of me as possible to launch to. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. That makes total sense. So I, and I'm just thinking of a couple of questions here. I know that I know my listeners pretty well, like what, what would be helpful for them? So what about like, I guess this might be kind of cliche, but mistakes that maybe you've seen, like um, something that might be common or a myth, just something that's just not right <laughs> when it comes to visibility that people think might be right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. 100% always an easy question for me to answer. Biggest mistake I see people make when they're looking for visibility and publicity, they make it all about themselves and not for the person on the other side of this platform who's going to be consuming the message. So let's take it back to the bootcamp story. I'm all about creating full circles today. Um, I remember when I worked for that company, a part of our branding was that we never did morning boot camps. We only did evenings. Our branding was like, we don't want to wake up early, like come after work and get your workout on. Um, and then at one point, you know, a few years into that job, we shifted the strategy and opened morning boot camps. So my CEO calls me into her office and she's like, okay, hey, Lisa, put out a press release or doing morning boot camps. I'm like, Hey, guess what? No one cares. <laughs> like one of the best lessons I learned in PR school is nobody cares about your brand or business as much as you do. Do you think a morning show is going to give you a segment all about like, Hey, this company's doing morning boot camps now that's called an advertisement. So anytime you're looking to get visibility opportunities, how can you create value for the audience versus making it a self-serving ad- um, advertisement? 
So using that example, when she came to me saying, let's advertise we're doing morning boot camps. I'm like, how about we try this instead? And we shifted the strategy to questioning morning or afternoon workouts. Which one should you pick? Now, now this was picked up by media because they were like, yes, let's answer that question for people. And of course, our answer was whichever time works better for you and you're actually going to do it. So that way, whether you came to our morning boot camps or our evening boot camps, it still worked out for us. But the point was we came at it with an angle of creating value and helping to inform the customer. And then through that messaging, we were able to say, we offer boot camps in the morning and the evening. But if I pitched the station was like, hey, can you do a four minute segment on the fact that now we do sessions at 7 a.m.? That would have never landed. Right. Oh my if God. I that's... came and pitched you to be on your podcast. And I was like, hey, I'm opening the doors of my mentorship. Can I come and talk about it for half an hour? Like how quickly would you hit the lead on that? <laughs> I'd be like, well, she's honest. Um <laughs> That's so funny. That's a perfect example. I love that because that can also just be applied to like all areas of marketing of your freaking business, right? Not just PR, not just, I mean, that's a huge thing and that's hard to do. I mean, I've been doing what I do for years and I still literally work in marketing and I still have those moments where I go, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. Don't say it like that. That's not mm-hmm. right. That's not going to be helpful. You know? So it's really, really helpful what you just said for One- for everybody. And all the if time. I can even share a tip so people can think about, am I making this all about me or am I leading with value? Yeah. Anytime you're sending some sort of a pitch email, or even if you're doing a post on social media to promote something before you hit send, before you hit post, scroll through the left margin of all of those paragraphs. How many begin with I, me, or my? And if you're oh. seeing I, me, or my showing up over and over, hey, guess what? It's all about you and other people don't care. How many posts on LinkedIn say, I'm so excited to be featured on what do I care? I'm scrolling through. Make this about me. Fun story I learned from a videographer years ago. If you start your video by saying you in the first five seconds, people will watch twice as long. Okay. That's a great little added tip there. And that's so, so funny now- that you, that's funny that you said that about the email. Cause I was actually writing one yesterday to a potential client. They asked me, you know, send me this information, blah, blah, blah. And I, 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 here I am, I, 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 but in this situation, I looked at it and I saw like two paragraphs in a row started with I, or I have, or whatever it was. And I went, Oh crap, I got to change that. So it's easy for that to slip by and you not realize you, you might have good intentions in your heart and really want to help your potential clients and be such a nice, wonderful person. But it, if it doesn't come across right, it didn't come across right. I mean, and And the thing is, we don't have to change the messaging either. Like even thinking about you writing that email, it could be the difference between saying, I have a program that's going to make great sense for you versus you want to create this result and here's how we can do it together. Same thing at the end of the day, Yeah, but we're making it about you versus, hey, here's what I'm going to get out of this. Right. So, so, okay. So a publicist, you're sounding very much like a social media manager, which is a lot of the work that we do in my company, meaning that you like are working a lot of magic at once. Like you're having to think about messaging. You're having to think about branding. You're having to think about literally actual copy. Like you're just talking about in an email. I mean, it's, it's really, really cool what you end up accomplishing when you add all that magic together. I have one more question for you though, because I I was afraid I was going to forget it. Excuse me, because we talked about, or in the intro, when I introduced you mentioned that you don't always have to mess with Facebook ads, expensive Facebook ads and whatnot. Now, what's your take on that? Like, do you feel like people, I know what I feel, but do you feel like what people think that it's just going to like create magic? They're just like, oh, I'm just going to 
buy an ad and surely they will come, right? <laughs> Here's one of the best things I've heard um, when it comes to doing ads. They're not a huge part of my marketing strategy. I've absolutely done them. I don't do them myself. I, that's not my strength. I hire an agency. They cost four figures a month. My ad spend had better match or double that. So it's an expensive game to play. Um, but here's what I heard from someone else. I wish I knew who to attribute it to, but it makes sense. Is what you're doing organically working? Because if it's not working organically, just throwing money at it isn't going to solve the problem. And I was like, I like that. So once I had proof of concept, I saw that things were working. I was like, okay, now let's put some dollars behind this. But it's not just like, here's some money. It'll work. They should come. Right. Okay. Oh, that is so good. If it's already working organically, yes, that could enhance it. But we must not rely on that to just solve all of our business problems. I agree. As a starting strategy, it's a great way to throw hundreds or thousands of dollars down the toilet. And I really like to make clear that everything has its place and everything can work. Here I am on a social media podcast. I don't do that much social media. Most of my Instagram is reposting other things. Um, Maybe I'm a little more active in my group, but there's absolutely a purpose and a point to having your own platform platform, creating your own messaging, communicating it the way that you see fit versus the way a podcast host or an editor, the people that I work with may see fit. There's a power to have in your own platform. Um, Facebook ads, you know, another way to get in front of people, there is a power to it. I think about, you know, back in the eighties and the nineties, you would just throw up a billboard and hope the right person saw it. You do an (laughs) ad between a certain time of day on television, knowing that this is family friendly hour, fingers crossed the right people see it. Now we can go into Facebook and say, I'm looking for women between 35 and 45 in this area with these interests and laser point our ads in front of the right people. So I think it's so powerful that we have that option available to us, but it's almost like baking a cake. Like if you haven't made the cake yet and you're on icing, that's not the most useful way to be playing the game. So the right things in the right order will create the right result, but doing them all over the place, you can't get mad at it if it didn't work. Right. Okay. Perfect. I love that so much. Okay. And then I wanted to mention something that you, before we start to wrap up in a sec, because I saw this, I have my phone here. I'm looking down. It's, I have it on your Instagram because I love this so much. And I've, I've taught this in the past myself. You said, uh, your messaging should be so consistent that you get bored of listening to yourself speak, get the same message in front of new people. Um, I mean, it's so true. And it's so funny because any like a uh, social media marketing student, or even a full on client of, of mine might question that they'll be like, well, but I just talked about that last week. I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. (laughs) But can you speak to that about repetition in marketing and visibility and the whole shebang? Yeah. Let's, let's make it simple. Simplicity for the win. Um, a lot of people may shy away from visibility and PR because, you know, when I tell people I book 10 to 15 podcast interviews every month, they must think I'm writing 10 to 15 pitches every month. Same pitch I've been using for a year. I'm just about to change it now. Um, it's it's not super interesting to me because I've heard the ABCs of visibility 6,000 times, but hey, guess what? This is the first time you're hearing it. So, um, and then, you know, another line that I learned, because this one I can remember who it came from and I can give attribution to it. Uh, Lisa Sasevich, who's a speaking coach that I worked with years ago, her father said a line to her that I will always remember. And it was, don't change your talk, change your audience. How much easier is it for you as an individual when you don't change your talk and you just change your audience to have the same message that you can lather, rinse and repeat and use over and over again? It takes nothing out of you. You're creating that consistency and just put it in front of new people every time. 
And here's the next part of that. When someone is looking at investing, they're not just going to like see it once and drop their credit card for you. Like they're probably going to creep you and listen to a few podcasts or check you out on social media and find you in a few different places. And if you're talking about like taxes here and publicity there and recipes there, you know, it's not consistent for the person that level of trust doesn't get created. However, what like the client Nora, the fertility coach I talked about earlier, who talked about her for our methodology over and over again, that repetition helped it to sink in for her prospective clients. So it's not like they're like, heard that before I remembered it. If people are listening, you know how many messages people get every single day, they forget it. So that reinforcement is actually very helpful for them and doing a favor for them because to just take in more data all the time, isn't going to be helpful, but reinforcing a message is absolutely going to help help things sink in. Right. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And also it's so funny because on, on social media in my world, it's like, well, most, most of the people that follow you, unfortunately don't see all your posts. So it's okay to repeat yourself. Like, don't worry, do not worry, honey. Um, but I love, I love that. I love that you spoke, spoke to that. And whenever I saw that post on your Instagram, I was like, oh yes, I have to remember to bring that up. Um, and also, Oh yeah. Okay. So this is a, totally practicing what I'm preaching. I literally sent an email out to my list this morning. That is the exact same email that I sent in December, 2021. You know what? If anyone actually even writes back and they're like, Lisa, you've said that already. I'll be like, we need to get you Netflix or something. Like, Are you, you stalking me? <laughs> an email that I sent you eight months ago. Like we have problems. That, that's a huge red flag right there. So people <laughs> don't necessarily remember it. Right. Uh- Yes. I mean, all I want to say is yes to that. It's, it's yes. Um, I should also note for you listeners, a little side bonus that was not part of this discussion is that you notice that Lisa used storytelling in her interview. And this is something we also talk about in social media. And she gave us examples of actual people and stories and things and these and, and Nora and the and the boot camp gal and all these things that we can remember what she said to us better. I'm sure she did that intentionally and it's wonderful because it really helps. So that's another thing thing you can take away from this conversation that I noticed that you did beautifully. Um, before I let you go though, tell everybody how, like, what if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Oh my God, I need your help. Like, how do they find you? How do they work with you? All the things, please. So one of the things I shared earlier, and I always feel guilty about admitting this, especially on a podcast, when I say I've been using the same pitch for a year now, and I'm so fortunate to receive the feedback from podcast hosts that they're like, Lisa, I can tell you really listen to our show. You paid attention to our audience before sending this and it's not a copy and paste, copy and paste template. And I'm like, it is a copy and paste template. I'm so sorry, but like, really, I did pay attention to your show before I pitched it, like promise, but it, it, I'm not writing a pitch 50 times. I don't need to do that. So if people are like, okay, so what does that magical pitch that she uses over and over again look like? I'm going to give you access to it for free. So if you head over to www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com, www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com, what you'll be able to download is a copy of the podcast pitch template that I used a year back to get onto the content experiment podcast with Abby Herman. And what's really cool is not only did it get me an emphatic yes to being on her podcast, but we have collaborated many ways since then. This was a complete stranger, didn't know her before. Um, we've since launched JV products together. We have, I've introduced her to people in my world who she's been able to network with and be on their, their platforms and their summits. I've been able to be introduced to people in her world. And now a year later, we have a relationship from this cold pitch that I sent to a lot of other people too. Um, 
So you'll actually get to see what my pitch looks like to make sure that it's not all I, me, and mine. And then below that, I'm going to give you a fill-in-the-blank template. So kind of like the bones of what a good pitch looks like. And you can just drop your information inside to mimic what I do. And then you're not going to be staring at the blanks wondering, how do I pitch podcasts? You're going to have your own template that you can go ahead and use for a year as well. So one more time, it's at www.thepotpodcastpitch.com. Perfect. All right, cool. Well, we will make sure and also include that in the show notes. So it's very easy to just click on and go. Um, and what, what about following along your journey? What, what socials are you on? Where are you yep, at? I'm on Instagram at Lisa Simone Richards, uh, LinkedIn, same name as well. And then if you want to find me on Facebook, I have a community called build your authority online, where I share tips on visibility and publicity and getting more exposure for your business. Okay, perfect. All right. You guys go follow Lisa, go to the perfect podcast and get your booty on some podcasts. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been so much fun having this conversation with you. And thank you for inviting me to share with your listeners. Sure thing. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.